your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Now, the numbers on trolleys, you heard 126 mentioned by the INMO last week, uh, 111, I think, over the last couple of days. Um, and even though these figures are to some extent disputed by UHL management, they admit that uh, the, the service is not up to scratch when it comes to uh, numbers on trolleys, um, whatever the exact figure may or may not be. Um, so um, a specialist team is being ordered, we understand, by the Health Minister Stephen Donnelly uh, to go in and to help relieve uh, the crisis, to examine it, and uh, we have heard this sort of thing before, but Neve Griffin from the Irish Examiner has been writing about it in her newspaper and she's on the line. Hi Neve, how are you? Morning, Joe. Very good. Thanks for having me on. So, what is this specialist team and is it any different from other examinations of this issue in recent years? Well, that's a very good question. Um, we had, of course, the special delivery units about 10 years ago that were going to end overcrowding. So that, that didn't quite work. So this new iteration is seems to be a cooperation between the HSE and the Department of Health. And they're sending in experts to a, to a number of hospitals. But Minister Donnelly highlighted Limerick as get it due, due to get um, special support uh, because they are clearly under pressure, much more pressure, I think, than a lot of even the Dublin hospitals now. Right. And what does he mean, do you know, by specialist support? Uh, well, we're not we're not clear on that yet. And the hospital also said they told um, they told us they look forward to receiving full details on the team in due course. Um, but I imagine it's someone going to look at staffing and maybe patient flow. But staffing is a real problem there. I'm sure you've had people on saying how overworked all the nurses and ED consultants are there. Yes. Now, now, the Minister for Health, Stephen Donnelly, uh, said in uh, your article that he was very concerned, as was the HSE, about the length of time patients have to wait for a mm-hmm. bed at UHL. He said he had directed HSE CEO Paul Reed to implement a plan to look at emergency departments right across uh, the country, hospital by hospital, and see what more is needed. He says a lot of work is going on, but there are areas where we can do more. For example, having emergency medicine consultants on site more at the weekends, later into the evenings where necessary, access over the weekends to diagnostics, making sure we are fully utilising the level two and level three hospitals that can take patients out of model four hospitals and that we are fully utilising the minor injury units and we'd be aware of those in the likes of of St. John's, etc, etc for uh, quite a while and says he was in touch with the management at UHL about all of this and he spoke to the HSC. But I think the really interesting thing is that a UHL staff member then, you quote as saying, well, let us know what what they said uh, in response to some of the things Mm. the minister was um, talking about. Yeah, well, I I think there's a lot of plans and maybe we'll just have to wait and see how how far it can go. Like I've been told by um, management in Limerick that the minor injury units are really busy and people are going to them. The problem is that people with critical injuries are coming in huge numbers to Limerick because there's no overnight a&E in other parts of the region. And that was part of reconfiguration. Mm-hmm. That, that was the way it was Basically. designed to happen, uh, no question. And I mean, there's yes. a lot of discussion that we've had so many debates in this over the last decade in this show, I can tell you, uh, ab- sure. about you know all sorts of things, including, for example, there was an expectation of private hospital provision 
in Limerick. That still hasn't happened for various reasons, including no. the economic crash um, and lots of other things too. But it but apparently is on the table again. There's a disco- how can I say this? Negotiations about negotiations. I think was the phrase between UHL and UPMC about the possibility of working together. This is the uh, University the of Pennsylvania, Pittsburgh, yeah. Pittsburgh Medical Centre, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, right. and, and they're in Washford and Cork already. And the Taoiseach had made some um, observations recently about um, why shouldn't the state, as I think is planned elsewhere in the country, uh, run um, a, a surgery hospital, an elective surgery hospital in the Limerick region as well. But yes, that's all that's we've kind of heard raised. about that, isn't it? There are plans for electives in Cork, Galway and Dublin and it's hard to see why Limerick shouldn't have one as well because Galway's already under pressure. I don't think that will help the Midwest region. Yeah, we're chatting to Neil Griffin from the Irish Examiner who's uh, written about this. But in your article, responding to what the minister was saying there um, mm-hmm. a- about, you know, more consultants the weekends and, and, um, and it, that's all been done before. A UHL staff member is quoted as saying in the examiner, we've had these investigations time and time again. The minister is calling for access to diagnostics mm-hmm. at weekends. That just tells you where Ireland's health service is in the 21st century. This is despite everything that we know and have complained about for decades, not months, decades. Uh, yes, no, definitely decades. I mean, there were James Riley when he was health minister sent a similar similar kind of specialist team into Limerick and it, it really didn't help because you need beds and you need staff. It's re- I think the people in the hospital know what the problem is and they would you know, if they had the resources they would they would probably fix it themselves I'm sure you've had senior managers on your show Joe talking about that Well let me strap on my hard hat for a moment. The, the and- weekends is, is I mean it's very hard isn't it to understand why you can't get MRIs and scans at the weekends. And the other point being you would imagine that if management had their way that would happen also that consultants would be more available late at night and across the weekends. If you have enough, I think that seems to be a real problem in Limerick in so, the ED. So there, 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 there aren't, aren't enough consultants, consultants, there aren't enough staff, there aren't mm-hmm. enough people to do diagnostics. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's Diagnostics, not, I don't know, but definitely emergency department consultants, there's right. not enough to do those kind okay. of So let's, let's just get to know this. So, so your understanding is that it isn't in any way, shape or form an unwillingness by consultants to be rostered in that way. It is that there aren't enough consultants in the first place. Well, that, that, that would be my understanding. I mean, it's it's not that consultants aren't on call, but there aren't enough of them. There aren't enough of them. Like the, the Emergency Department Association has even called for Ireland to have fewer emergency departments in order to, to balance the low number of staff with, with the units. Mm. Uh, which is not what Limerick needs, obviously. Yeah, and one other point, Niamh, you know, there has been a tendency, I think, over the last few years to feel as though we've taken one step forward and two steps back. And one example of that was the extra 100 beds that have yes. gone in. There's talk of another 96-bed unit coming down the line as well. But the 100 mm-hmm. beds that have gone in, but a lot of people would point to the fact, well, they've ended up being used for COVID-19 for isolation. COVID. Yeah, no, that's definitely an issue. And Limerick still has quite high um, COVID-19 numbers compared to a lot of other hospitals. So you would hope in the next few months that that will ease and those beds might get used again for the, you know, their original purpose. Mm. 
Mm. Um, but I think it's very disappointing that you had that new emergency department. Was it 2017, I think it went in? And to still have this level of overcrowding, that must be devastating for people. Yeah, and people will say that, you know, in terms of the the look and feel of that unit and the, the, the bays and all of that, that you, that has been advanced. But of course, if people are, you know, almost literally cheek by jowl on trolleys there, mm-hmm. then, you know... The, the more salubrious surroundings, they're, they're not going to make a huge difference, are they? I, I suppose the last point is, and, and you could detect that, I think, from uh, some of the quotes from staff, but probably a lot of people listening to this program, you know, they're, they're, they just don't feel that it's ever going to be resolved. No, and that's quite sad, you know, that there, there is this work going on, but it just doesn't seem to be able to tackle the numbers. So you'd wonder if you know, the calls to have an elective hospital, that would at least take a lot of care out of the hospital. So then if you go into the ED, you would move quicker through, you know, and, and not be on a trolley, not have so many people on a trolley. Mm. I mean, it does seem... I'm just looking, Joe, actually, sorry, at the, the COVID-19 numbers. So yesterday, Limerick had more than twice the number of COVID-19 patients than the next busiest hospital. They topped the list for all of the HSE hospitals. Okay, well, well, look, you do consider um, things like, um, you know, the the increase in population um, that we have already in Limerick and anticipated Mm. the amount of foreign direct investment and jobs that have been announced even in the last couple of months. You know, we're talking about being a, a modern, dynamic city at the heart of a modern, dynamic region. And yet, so far, we haven't been able to deal with this specific issue that has an impact on pretty much everybody one way or the other, at one time or another in their lives. Yeah, no, and it's very sad because it's making people reluctant to go there for care. I'm frequently told that by paramedics that people are anxious about going to Limerick, which is really sad. Yes, and, and to be fair, once they get in and they get in front of doctors, you know, the care is there. But anyway, listen, you've been writing about it, as I say, in the Irish Examiner. Thank you very much for that update. We'll see what the Minister for Health really means by this specialist team. And that's a knee of Griffin there from the Examiner. Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash.